Hello everybody, this is Daniel, RevDDT, and this is my broadcast for today. Okay, so, um, before I got going too far, I wanted to actually talk a little bit about my salvation, why I got saved, why I gave my life to Jesus, when I did, uh, some of the circumstances around that, and um, I'm not going to be on here too long, I'll try to keep these around 20 minutes if I can, because, um, you know, people can listen to them on their lunchtime, um, don't, don't want to like listen to it and then have to shut it off at lunch and then come back if I do an hour long. And uh, hour long's uh, great for Bible studies or whatever, but for a podcast, you know, a few minutes. It only takes a few minutes just to get your message across. So anyway, I wrote down some points here in front of me. You know, four, four points right here in front of me. So I'll kind of keep it to that. So here we go. Okay, so I'm 14 years old. I give my life to Jesus. And the reason why is because I was going to kill myself. Uh, why was I suicidal? Why was I going to kill myself? Well, you know, you, a lot of people, kids, young people, um, just because life wasn't offered anything, stuff like that, you know, those are their reasons. Mine was I was going to kill my mom or myself, one of the two. And the reason why was because my mom was beating the fucking holy shit out of me. And if you don't like my language, turn off the podcast. If you do, stay with me. If you don't, if you don't care about it, it's okay. Because I'm not going to change the way I am. Because I don't have to. Jesus loves me for how I am, the way I am, accepted me the way I am, and knows my whole life, just like he knows your whole life, and will accept you the way you are. He doesn't want you to change, because he did, he did everything for you on the cross. That's what the cross is about, man. You know, when, when Christians say, well, you need to repent, and they, and they start naming a list of sins that you've done or whatever, you're going like, no, no, that's not it. Uh-huh. It's not from sin, it's to Christ. You turn to Christ from yourself. You turn to Christ from yourself. That's the repentance. You repent unto the Lord. And then that walk, it's between you and him. It's not between you and a bunch of other people and those, those judges out there that want to judge you for everything you do. Because I'll tell you what, they're not perfect either, neither are mine. I'm not trying to be. Christ is perfect. That was the whole point. He did everything perfectly. He's God's son. The one that God loves so much. Why? Because he did his will. And his will is to redeem us in the state that we're in. You're going to be transformed at the end. If you're in the grave, you get caught up in the sky first. If you're not, if you're still on the earth... After the ones of the grave go first. But guess what happens in the, in the sky? You get transformed in the sky. You don't lose your salvation over sin. You lose your salvation over saying no. And refusing Jesus at, at one point or another. If you, if you haven't received Jesus, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, but there's no heaven for you. There's a lake of fire. I mean, you ever read Revelations? Well, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to hold back, guys. Every time I hold back, guess what happens? My throat gets fucked up. And I can't talk for a week or two. My ears get plugged up, and I can't hear it for a week or two. I like my ears to be open, and I like my throat to be open, because I'm also a singer-songwriter, too, as well. I need it both. So I stop, stop holding back, and guess what? My ears opened, and my throat opened. Woohoo! Yahoo! Thank you, Jesus. So, you know, I know when I'm on the right track, and I know when I'm off, because signs show up in my body. Don't they yours? If you look around, you probably got some. So here it is. So, my mom was beating the hell out of me. Beating me up and torturing me, and tormenting me, as well. Me and my brother and my two stepbrothers, because she was totally fucking whacked and crazy out of her mind back then. By the time I hit 19 years old, she'd already kicked me in the nuts eight times, stomped on the top of my foot seven times, my right foot. And guess what? The top of my right foot still fucked up from that. Nerve damage in the top of my right foot from that. There was other things, too. She hit me in the back of the head with a cast aluminum frying pan. It's almost a quarter inch thick, and bent it on my head. Yeah, I know. I still got the frying pan and the dent in my head. She almost killed me right above my, right above my cortex there. She tried to kill me two or three times. Pulled a knife on me four times. I took it away, threw it across the room, pushed her down, and ran out of the house so she couldn't hit me no more. Because I didn't want to kill her, you see. I could have stood right there and took her head right off her shoulders. I got that much power. Yes, I do, and I know it. I know what I've done. I know what I can do. 
She's never tasted my power. I've never let her taste it. If I had, it would have scared the hell out of her. I probably would have been in prison too for beating up your mom. You know, I mean, I mean, you guys, I got psychological damage from that because I wanted to so bad, but yet I knew I couldn't and I shouldn't because I knew it was wrong. I was going to burn the house down one time around her. I couldn't do it. I stood over her while she was asleep one night with a hatchet in my hand. I was going to wake her up and bury it in her forehead as she woke up. So she quit tormenting us, but I couldn't do it. So I got off her bed and I walked back in my room and bawled my eyes out. I said, I'm going to kill myself then. So I started getting drugs, all kinds of drugs, and trying to take and taking drugs and overdose. And I overdosed a bunch of times. Didn't die. Why? Why didn't I die? Why didn't you let me die, God? I say. I'd scream at him. What the fuck is wrong with you? Don't you see what's going on here? Why don't you stop it? But, she, but it didn't stop. It didn't stop for a long time. It did after a while, though. But it took 40 freaking years, me having to leave for 11 years and come back. And still didn't want to come back here because I hated this town. I hated this people. These people treated me like crap. I had bullies all over this town who were picking on me. Plus, I had people chasing me. I was born with enemies. I don't know what the hell I did in another lifetime if I was here in another lifetime. But I was born with enemies. I fought them all. Eventually, beat them all, too. I had to learn how to fight. Didn't know how to fight. I had to learn how to fight. Prayed to God. Bruce Lee shows up in my dreams and starts talking to me. We watched the talk four times. He taught me some stuff, and, and it was good. It's effective. Real effective. Extremely effective. Not to mention the fact that if I'm justified in it, if I have not done it to pull it on me, the angels pick me up and carry me around while I'm fighting. How does this guy move like a blur, they say. My friends go, why do you do you move like a blur? You were just, boom, one second you're in, one second you're over there. How'd you take out four guys all of a sudden? I don't know. I see everything move like a, like a, like a film. You know, it has stages, click, 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 click. That's how I see it move. Everything slows down into these clicks. I tell people, I say, don't fuck with me, man. And then they fuck with me. Football player, BSU, fuck it with me. Put a beer on my head in a bar. For no reason. No reason at all. I was talking to the bartender. Me and him were buddies. He just didn't like me. He liked my long hair. It was down on my ass at the time. I, I shave it off now, mainly because my hair was making my head itch. And then when I started shaving it, I realized I felt like I had got a soul shower. I was like, what the hell? So I looked at the, went and looked up on the internet, looked up the, uh, the, um, the effects of shaving your head. Found out that I was cutting away the past. Oh my God, I didn't want to cut away the past. I need to do that. Your hair has your, has your knowledge of your, of your memory in it. I can shave it every day. I feel great. Before I shave my head, guess what? It feels like there's a dark cloud over my head and in my head. And through my eyes, I look and it's kind of dark, kind of a grayish cloud. I shave my head and everything brightens up. The cloud goes away. And I'm like, good Lord, this has been going on every freaking day since 2012. Sometimes I shave it twice a day because it feels damn good. Thank God for that. Back to the story. So why? Because she was crazy. Out of her mind and insane. But he kept telling me to hang on. Stay the course. Don't do anything rash. Just be cool. He'd calm me down. He is a God of comfort. He'd comfort me. And I'd make it another day. And then boom. It happened again. And then another day. And it just kept going on 40 fucking years like that. Until I cast a demon of freaking violence out of her about three years, four years, about, about four years ago. Me and my brother, my brother, we had a hold, he had a holder. She was going psycho. She picked up a, a freaking, all I did was told her, I, okay, so look, I have a different viewpoint than most people do, and some people can't handle that because I see things, so they think it's always one way, and it's not one way. There's many ways. There's one way with Christ, but many ways on this earth that things can happen. So I tell her my viewpoint. I said, well, that's not true because I, this is my experience. You know, so it's not necessarily in concrete. You're right. She got pissed off at me because I was contradicting. You know, I found out later, all because of a contradiction. Because I had a different of opinion. She picked up a back scratcher and tried to hit me in the face with it. Over the years, she's bitten my back ten times, scratched my face, scratched my eyes, tried to scratch my eyes out, 
boxed me in the ears with cupped hands on both sides behind me, come up from behind me and attack me because I said something different from what she was saying. Couldn't handle the contradiction because she's just fucking crazy. She's not now. So anyway, we're in the living room and this fucking violent demon comes after me and she's fucking trying to claw my eyes out and she goes, goes into a rage and I just grabbed her, man, freaking, and I held onto her really close so she couldn't hit me and I put my hand on her forehead and I said, you get out of here, you spirit of violence, now in the name of Jesus. She got a blank stare on her face and dropped like a rock. Got up and said, don't you ever touch me again, but guess what? That thing screamed in my face and left and it hasn't came back. Yeah, I get attacked by demons a lot. Maybe it's because I'm doing the Lord's work. So people say, oh, well, you don't get attacked if you're doing drugs or you're doing something sinful. Uh-uh, 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 that's a lie. Don't believe that lie. The demons, they don't ha- you don't have to do anything bad. They got their own agenda. They get it from their freaking stupid-ass master. His name is called Satan. He's a fucking freak. He hates us. He hates us. Dad said, bow to my son. He said, fuck you. He got kicked out of heaven for it, too. The five-eye wills. It's not Ezekiel. But back to the story. Thanks, I had to get that off my chest. There's more, there's tons more, I could tell. But there, you can see the points. Well, did you leave? Somebody said, I did. God made me come back here to deal with this. Why? I don't know. Maybe it's got something to do with, you know, reward or future or something, I don't know. But I know I had to. And I had to do it the right way, too. Finally, we did it the right way. The demon of violence left her, left his house, and ever since then, things have been settling. Now, between me and her, we got a good friendship. Thank God for that, because my mom was my friend when we first started out. That's why I was so tormented. Part of it, that, in fact, she was tormenting me, too. She's crazy. She had her own issues, yeah. Everybody says, oh, you had her own issues. Well, it was a demon. You know what? People still make choices. Demon or not, people still make choices to do the thing. You know, either yeah or no. You either follow or you don't. You can say yes or no. Very powerful words. So, one night I'm in my room and I'm bawling my brains out, trying to sleep. And fuck it, I was tormented twisted on the inside, didn't know what to do, and so I called on God, I said, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, if you're real, please come, and tell me that you're, show me, show me, just come and show me, let me see you, or something, but save me, before I kill myself, because I know that if I kill myself, I can't go to heaven, I'd be a murderer, if I kill my mom, I can't go to heaven, I'd be a murderer, and I really wanted to go to heaven, and I've been in heaven like four times now, didn't stay, got brought there and brought back four different times now. I talked to you guys about the first one in one of my other podcasts. Which I could go elaborately into that. That was mind-blowing. Here's the thing. I fell, I fell asleep. Somewhere after 2 o'clock in the morning, a shiny man was standing at the end of my bed. The light was so bright that it woke me up. My stepbrother sleeping on the other side of the room. Didn't even wake up. Just comatose completely, I guess. Pretty frustrated over the things that were happening too because he was getting beat too. That shiny man sat at the end of my bed, put his finger on his lips, and said, shh, and walked around to the side of my bed, still shiny, sat down on his knees, crouched on his knees next to my bed, put his hands to his lips again, went shh, and then touched me on my forehead, and light entered into my, my forehead and burst, and I fell asleep. Next day I woke up and thought I was dreaming. It wasn't until 20 years later that he showed up again and talked to me. I thought it was an angel or something. It was Jesus. I've seen him. I don't have an excuse anymore. Because it says in scriptures, if you've seen the Lord, you don't got no excuse. But still, I didn't want an excuse. I wanted to be saved for myself. Because I wanted to be with God. Because I love God. Because I know God is my Father. Is He your Father? Do you know Him? You can know Him. You can know Him real well. And you're not going to know Him by going to church either. That's not good enough. You're not going to know Him by reading the Bible either, or studying it even. That's not good enough. You have to receive His Son. 
Then you start on the path to get to knowing God. And eventually, Jesus, and if you keep pressing in and say, show me the Father, show me the Father, he will. I saw the Father, he showed me once, showed me a few times, different, different, different ways he showed me. Let me tell you about the last time he showed me. You know when you see the sun, and you're in the mountains, and you see the sun crest at the top of the mountain, the sun's coming up right in the morning, and you see it, and at one point it's so bright you can't even look at it, you have to turn away for a second, and then when it comes up you can kind of look, and then look away, and then look and look away. At that one point when it's so bright you can't see, that's what God looks like. So bright you can't see him. The Lord's taken my breath away so many times by doing so many different things. It's, it's amazing. He's real. He's alive. He's not dead. Duh. He came out of the grave for us, guys. Think he did that for himself? He didn't need to leave heaven. Think he did it for Father? No. But he didn't need to leave heaven. God has everything. God can do anything he wants. But there's a way. There was a way for all of us. Christ so loved the world. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. He so loved the world, not just Christians. He's not here to save Christians. He's not here to save good people either. He's here to save criminals. He says that himself. People argue it all the time. I didn't come to save the righteous, he said. He came to save the unrighteous. Well, who are the unrighteous? We all are, except some people won't admit it. He's here, to, he's here for the ones that will admit it. That know they're criminals. And know they need him. So they can live forever. See, the whole thing is, is it's not about having a good life now. Because you may not ever have a good life now. Even with him. Believe me, I struggled for 40 years with stuff. I still struggle with some things. But it's not about that. It's about living forever with Him. But living forever, people. He came to give us eternal life. Life everlasting. That's what He promised. He didn't promise us a good life here. He promised us life everlasting. Listen, through many tribulations you shall enter the kingdom. Who said that? Jesus. Through much tribulation. You know what tribulation is? It's crazy crap going on all the time. Your life might not ever look like He's in it. But guess what? He is, and when people try to look and say, oh, well, he, he's screwing up all the time, so I know that Jesus ain't with him. Don't let them judge your salvation, because it's bullshit. They're not your judge. My name is Daniel. My name means God is my judge. Not you, idiot. When they write you off, kick you out of the church, because you're just not getting it with the program, and you're making them look bad, guess what? They're not saved. They're acting like a bunch of fucking clowns. Because they don't understand the Lord. Oh, they might get scripture. But they don't understand the Lord. If they did, they'd never say that to you. They'd never judge you like that if they did. They're not your friends. They're not your family either. Because your family would never do that. Because family's love. Christ doesn't do that. He's been, we've been judged on the cross. God ain't do that. He, he judged our sins on the cross. He knows we struggle. He knows life's hard. I mean, come on, he put us on this freaking flying zoo out in the middle of outer space. We're flying at a thousand miles an hour in the direction we came out of God's mouth. We're spinning at a thousand miles an hour and we're flying around the sun, orbiting around the sun at 67,000 miles an hour on a flying fucking zoo, people. He knows life's hard. He knows there's edges. There's bears that'll eat you if you go in the woods for too far into the woods. You go too far north, you get ate by a polar bear. You get in the water, sharks will get you. He knows it's got edges that'll hurt you. He didn't redeem us. He'll take us off the earth as soon as he as soon as he hit as soon as he came out of the grave. We didn't leave with him. Obviously, he's got we got something to do here. Part of it has to do with us walking out this this life that we've been given. And there's more stuff that I don't even know about that he knows about. You're not going to get your answers from the church, and you're not going to get them from me. And you're not going to get them from the Bible either. You're going to get them from your relationship with Jesus. You're going to feel you the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's the starting point. It's not the end. None of us are perfect. We're not supposed to be. God already knows we're not perfect. We screwed up in the garden. 
that screwed all of humanity up. So, it was either that. It was either kill somebody, kill myself, or, or, or something. I didn't know what to do. I was, I was completely, completely, I didn't know what to do. But I knew that once I conceived that in my heart, that I, now I'm a murderer. So I was that angry, that upset, that hurt, that torn. The only one who can fix that is God. He just through his son. So guess what? After all these years and all this heartache I've had to go through and suffer, marriage is breaking up. Freaking kids, my kids hate me. You know, most kids do. All kinds of stuff. You know. Jesus is still here. You know, never left me and has never forsaken me, and continually is here with me every day. I'm not alone ever, even though I'm by myself most of the time. I'm not alone ever. No, I'm not. And you don't have to be either. Listen, I mean, you know, I'm a little crass sometimes. Sometimes I use cuss words. Doesn't mean I'm not a believer. Doesn't mean I'm not a good Christian, because I'm not a good Christian. I don't want to be a good Christian. I just want to be redeemed by the Lord, that's all. I'm not here to be... You know what? I got saved for a long time. I thought I was Christian. I tell people I was Christian. But you know what? I can't live those rules. I can't live the rules of their religion. And believe me, it's a religion. Christianity is a religion. Walking with Jesus, that's a whole other realm. A whole other piece of cake. Piece of the cake that a lot of people, they get pissed off. They the church heard this, they'd be banging on my door. Come out of here! Blah, blah, blah. But to me, they're the false prophet. Following Paul, and not following Jesus. Oh, they love Paul's writings. They only use Jesus' writings to back up what they're preaching from Paul. Because you know what Jesus did? He said, he is the way. He said this, I am the way, the truth, and life. He didn't say the Bible is. He didn't say Christianity is. And he certainly didn't say some other guy is either. All that come to the Father have to come through him. You can't come to the Father except by me. That's what he said. I believe him. After spending all this time with him, I believe him even more. Even more than when I first heard it when I was a little kid. Yeah, I did. I heard it when I was a little kid. Grandma was a Sunday school teacher. Taught us all Sunday school stuff, you know, when we was kids. I don't know how many times I probably got saved when I was eight, six, maybe five even. You know, who knows how many times I said the Lord's Prayer. I mean, how many times I confessed Jesus as my Lord and Savior when I was a little kid. I don't know, but at 14, I did for sure. I made sure because I didn't want to go to hell. I didn't want to go to a lake of fire. I didn't want to go to places that I couldn't be, that I'd be separated from my Lord. Somebody said one time, well, hell is just a place, of, it's just being separate from the Lord. No, it's not. It's a place of torment. It's in the bowels of the earth. It says so in the scriptures. They believe that, that scripture's in the book, but yet they don't believe things in that book. No, they only pull out what they think is think is going to make them popular, I guess. I don't know. Let me sum this up, though. I need Jesus every day of my life. And sometimes every day because I'm going to kill somebody if they don't get the fuck out of my face. You know? If you've been pushed a lot like I have been, you probably feel the same way. But I'm going to tell you something. Jesus is our Redeemer. Jesus is our best friend. And He does give us comfort. And guess what? I haven't killed anybody yet. I said yet. But I'm not going to either. Because I love the Lord too much for that. And I love you guys too. I love people. Even the bullies. I love my, everybody. That's why I so, was so tormented for so long. Because I even love my mother to the max. She's my best friend. And she's becoming my best friend again. Or one of them anyway. I have a lot of good friends. A lot of best friends. Okay, so music. Do you guys got any favorite bands? I don't because they're all my favorite. Can't put one over the other. I try to and I just feel bad about the other band because I love them so much too. Don't have favorites except for the Lord. The Lord should be your favorite and that's it. Don't show favoritism to people. Be generous with everybody. Period. It'll go well for you. 
I'm poor. I know that. But I, I find people that are poor than I, and I, I give them stuff. You know, whatever it is, you know, if it's clothes, food, whatever they need, I give it to them. So anyway, I screwed up a lot, ended up with HIV, got to take a bunch of pills, things like that. Yeah, you know, getting less under control, that's a tough one. But I'm going to say this to you guys. There is not one thing that you have done that you cannot be redeemed from, because Christ did it on the cross for you already. If you don't know him as your personal Savior, and I'm not talking about private either, People mix that up. Oh, you're supposed to be you're supposed to be your personal savior, so you're supposed to be you should be quiet you should be quiet about that. Now man, that's just like the enemy to shut her voice down. When he shut my voice down, I had throat issues. When he when, when I let people tell me to shut up and t- and then did it, I had throat issues. So I don't listen to you guys anymore. I don't listen to them anymore. I don't listen to the devil anymore. I listen to God and God says, Speak up, Daniel. I says, I cuss sometimes. He says, I don't care. And if they do, that's their issue, not mine, not yours. Don't let them push you around anymore. You got a bully in your life? Put the bully down, man. Get right up in his face and say, Back off, bitch. <laughs> the biggest bully we have is Satan, and I tell him that all the time, because he's a punk. He waits until I'm asleep, and then jumps, sends his demons to jump on me, try to hold me down, and say things in my ears. This is what I hear in my ear, usually. <laughs> well, something's holding me from underneath around my throat, and something that, and two, two of them the other day were on my chest. I'm going to talk about that in the next broadcast because you guys need to know about the spiritual warfare stuff. You guys need to know that they don't have to hold you. That, you know, when you're trying to wake up and you can't, and you're in the in-between, sleep and awake, and you can't wake up, and you're struggling to say something and move and you can't, that's because you got a demon sitting on top of you fucking with you and holding you down. They're trying to scare you. Guess what I found out? You can hit them and knock them off. I'm going to tell you about this because this is a real important testimony that's coming up here on my next broadcast, which is coming up in, well, you know, next Sunday. It's Sunday again. Do you have one high day a week or is every day the same to you? Let me say something to you about this. You don't have to go to church on Sundays to worship God. You are the temple of God. Worship in spirit and truth. This is the end of my broadcast, you guys. I'm not angry. I just had to get it out the way it came. I love you all. I hope I hope the best for you all. I pray for everybody. And I pray right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, cast this coronavirus off this earth now. In Jesus' name, give us a vaccination. Thank you, Father, for the vaccination you give us. Thank you, Father, for saving us. Thank you, Father, for redeeming us. And thank you, Father, for Jesus, my Lord. Bless you. Excuse me. Jesus is my Lord. He is my King. He needs to be yours too. He's looking for those that will worship him in spirit and truth. He doesn't care about the place or the time. We should, because the time is now. It's not tomorrow. Tomorrow never actually ever, ever gets here, because when it does, it's today. Huh, figure that one out. Anyway, that's my broadcast in a nutshell. I love you guys. You guys have a great week. Let the peace of God fill your hearts and let the love of God flow through everything you do. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. This has been a Rev DD broadcast. Don't touch your dial. We'll be right back. Rev DDT, Universal Broadcast. <laughs> Later. <laughs>